Hello and welcome to Spicy Times. My name is Oliver Spicer. And I'm Louis. Louis, can you introduce yourself as a vehicle? A unicycle. A unicycle. It's called a unicycle, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So is that because you like the circus? Um, I feel like a bike is more stable. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> a unicycle's more unstable. And it's, like, harder to ride. You know? So you're, like, mentally unstable? Yes. That's okay. what I'm saying. So would you say you're not very proficient at going places? No, I'm not. I'm not very proficient. Oh. Yeah. That's a real shame. That is a shame. You know how some people, like, juggle whilst they're on a unicycle? Yeah. What's the, like, kind of strangest thing that you could do on a unicycle? Uh, eat noodles on a unicycle. That's pretty strange. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's about it. I can't juggle, so we'll okay. go with that. So maybe a noodle bar made from people on unicycles. Yeah. That'd be pretty strange. Yeah. But very, as you know, not very efficient and very unstable. But it tastes nice, so it's fine. <laughs> would it increase the taste? It would. <laughs> <laughs> If you're more adventurous, food tastes better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. And also maybe because you're working for it. Yeah. Like you've got to stay balanced. You have to earn it. Okay, so as the idiom goes, if you want your noodles to taste better, just go on a unicycle. Yeah. This is Spicy Times, the podcast full of these weird games that I've made up. And our first game is Survival of the Witless, where we predict evolution by arguing which certain type of animal would be best suited to a specific environment, occupation, or lifestyle. And today's theme is insects. But more broadly, just insect-sized things. Okay. So they don't have to have six, six legs necessarily. Which insect would be the best insect to become a dictator? I wanted to go with, like, a queen bee, specifically. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. They obey the queen bee, right? Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure. But, like, do they obey it so much that, like, they sacrifice themselves for it? I guess that's what being stung is. Yeah. Trying to protect your queen bee. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like they're pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. So they're very kind of manipulating. Yeah. What kind of regime would a queen bee have? Um, I don't know. I feel like a queen bee would actually be, like, surprisingly nice. Mm-hmm. Um, despite having a bunch of people die for her. <laughs> I feel like, I don't, I don't know, I, maybe, maybe she's nice. Like she's a secret dictator? What do you mean by secret dictator? <laughs> like, she like appears nice, and then like, she kind of is nice, but at the same time, she wants what she wants, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so she starts a dictatorship. Do you think maybe a queen bee could rule over humans? I mean, bees are pretty scary. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, I like bees, but they are scary, so maybe, yeah. What about honey? Um, do queen bees produce honey? I'm not sure... But maybe they control the flow of honey. Yeah, but I don't know. I think, like, a bee just produces, like, one teaspoon of honey in its whole life. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to need a lot of bees. So it's going to have to be a big dictatorship. A big dictatorship. To cover the world in honey. Yeah, you're going to have to have one queen bee who controls the other queen bees, who control other queen bees, who control bees. A queen bee pyramid scheme. Yes. Okay, great. (laughs) I went with a ladybird. Oh, why? Again, because they kind of look... They look so innocent. Yeah. Yet, I think they could be very ferocious. Ferocious? Yes. That's not how I describe a ladybird, but, you know. You know that some ladybirds, if they bite you, can give you STDs? I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for telling me. Okay. I'll be aware. I think they're orange ladybirds. Yeah, the orange and, like, black ones. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. So maybe one of those... I feel like they'd be quite mean to humanity. I mean, they'd have to get through, like, seven point whatever billion people. I'm not sure. I feel like you just bite one and then they pass it on. All right, okay, fair enough. 
again, a kind of pyramid scheme yeah. knock-on effect. Yeah. Who do you think would be more dictatorshipful? <laughs> uh, Queen Bee or Ladybird? Uh, I like the Ladybird one now. Okay, yeah. I, und- I underestimated it. <laughs> it does have it does have a powerful thing. Yeah. Okay, what about the best insect to escape from prison? I'll go with a butterfly. Okay. Yeah, um, because not only can they just fly away, um, <laughs> but I don't know, I feel like they'd be able to lure themselves out. Mm-hmm. Like, and be like... I feel like they'd, like, lure the guards with their amazing wings, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But then just fall away. Okay. Distrustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't trust butterflies. Don't trust butterflies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're butterflies, right? But they, they have nothing mm-hmm. to do with butter. That's not trustworthy. Okay. They mislead you. <laughs> what about a prison convict? Could a prison convict possibly use a butterfly? Um, I think if you use a butterfly and you befriend it, mm-hmm. and you get the butterfly to get all its other butterfly friends, you could fly away on a carpet of butterflies as you do which is as we all know impenetrable from the law (laughs) it's a good getaway car it is just a pile of butterflies carrying you away um fast very fast Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um safe not so much but you know (laughs) i think i think i would trust a butterfly even though they're untrustworthy yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) they look trustworthy but they're not they're not Mm. but if you if you befriend it, maybe it's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. How would you go about doing that? I don't know. Maybe butterflies secretly like butter, and that's why they're called butterflies. So I give it some butter, uh-huh. see see what happens, and then uh, you know, be friends. I went with a stick insect. Okay. Because it could disguise itself as a stick, and <laughs> get thrown out. <laughs> they're like, oh, why is this stick in this cell? Get yeah. it out of here. <laughs> it's like, hi, I just murdered five people. And I'm already out. And also, maybe a prison convict could use it like pretend. Get a ton of stick insects. Yeah. And maybe pretend to make a chair, but really it's a thousand stick <laughs> insects and then they carry him away. In chair form. In chair form. It's a yeah. moving chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then it can also go like vertically. Oh, I can. Mm-hmm. It can climb up walls. Yeah. So which one would you rather use to escape a prison? A stick insect or a butterfly? I would like to see a moving chair mm-hmm. along a road made of stick insects. Yeah. It's More like a flying a... carpet. Yeah, but would you rather see a flying carpet of butterflies or a moving chair of stick insects? <laughs> to be honest, a moving chair doesn't sound that amazing. Yeah, but imagine like a chair, right? And uh-huh. it just starts moving along the floor. like It tucks itself in for you. Yeah, yeah. that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Good transport system, maybe? I mean, I'd rather take the chair than the tube, so... <laughs> <laughs> would it be like a motorway for a bunch of chairs? Yeah, specifically made for chairs. Oh, okay. No cars can come on that. <laughs> You have a cycle path, a road, and then a chair path. What speeds do you think can chairs get up to? Um, I don't know. Maybe they can. Maybe stick insects are actually really fast. Because mm-hmm. it could form different shapes. Yeah. Have like a sunbed. Yeah. Just chill out. But that, but that's got to go in the sunbed lane. That can't ah, go in the chair right. lane. Okay. They're, they're two different things. There's very st- yeah. strict police strict rules on this, since they are used to escape from prisons. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Best insect to survive in a bowling alley. Um, it's not really an insect, mm-hmm. but it's insect size, so a worm. A worm, yeah. Yeah, they would, they would like, go in the holes of the bowling ball. Oh, it interesting. It would, like, burrow yeah. in there mm-hmm. and then have a little house. Yeah. And it also gets, like, a ride in the bowling ball. Okay. Yeah. House-wise, what would a worm live in in a bowling alley? Um, so it lives in the bowling ball, right? Yeah, okay. And it, and it just, like, stuffs it with, like, food or something. They oh, want, right, yeah. Right? And then... In the daytime, it can just get, like, rolled around. It'll be pretty fun, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would get dizzy? Um, 
well, statistics show that nine out of ten worms like living in bowling balls. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. Oh no, the facts. Yeah, exactly. I can't argue with facts. Um, I put a maggot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, I was thinking more that it could go on the lane. Okay. Maybe slip and slide on there. Slip and slide on the lane. Yeah. <laughs> would I have to like dodge the bowling balls? Yeah, I guess so. That would yeah. be its main disadvantage. For food-wise, it could probably eat anything. Yeah. I don't think maggots are that picky. No. So I feel like if someone just dropped a chip or something... They would just slide down the lane yeah. and grab it. <laughs> and then slide and then, back. And then if there were so many, you'd just get hordes of uh, <laughs> maggots pushing back your bowling ball. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think would be better in surviving at a bowling alley? Um, I'm going to go with the Slippery Chip Steelers, okay. um, a.k.a. the Maggot. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our next game is Terrible Top Tips. We'll go back and forth seeing who can think of the worst top tip for a dangerous event. Okay. And today's dangerous event is escaping a fire. Exciting. Yeah. What's the best thing that you could do to escape a fire? I get a fire extinguisher. Oh, that's good. And then just walk away. <laughs> that's it <laughs> um maybe make that worse instead of filling the fire extinguisher with nitrogen oxide or whatever is in there yeah fill it with whipped cream oh yeah and it's tasty as well and then instead of putting out the fire again maybe just put it on the hot chocolate no which is also hot so yeah exactly. it's easy to get confused yeah. <laughs> that's day one of firefighting school this is a hot chocolate this is a fire yeah know the difference mm-hmm. um i think it'd be cool if you had a motorbike nearby to do like one of those like epic like daredevil type things where you jump over the fire in a motorbike oh nice yeah spraying whipped cream spraying the whipped cream everywhere as you go yeah you pass the children on the street <laughs> with their whip with their, with their hot chocolates in their hand and you just, and go, you just yeah exactly making that worse Probably instead of spraying whipped cream, spraying gasoline to just increase the flames. Yeah, I think if you, I think making that worse, if you just gave it as much fuel as possible, mm-hmm. like you just gave it all the fuel that's around you, then maybe the fire would, you know, like you more, and then it wouldn't burn you, <laughs> and then it would just it would just open it like Moses, that's and a then great you'd, tip, you'd yeah. be able to walk out. Uh huh. Yeah. So make sure you feed your fire. Yeah. Lots of flammable materials. Otherwise, it won't like you. Mm-hmm. It'll burn you. Um. What about? maybe preventing a fire from spreading let's say it's like in a house or something Mm -hmm. you sort of you give it like some grass you you form a a trail of grass right oh yeah towards a forest and you burn down the forest instead of your house (laughs) so you start a forest fire but you know i mean that's little cost for you leaving your house that's yeah you're you're feeding the fire yeah exactly it wants the forest yeah (laughs) also make like gunpowder trails from everyone's houses and then to the forest. Yeah, and then all the fire will be diverted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is that we should get forest fires... Um, so that you don't burn. So and also burn. also the fire's happy and satisfied. Oh, okay, of course, yeah. It's eaten a lot. So. Okay, so let's summarise our tips. Number one, replace your fire extinguisher with whipped cream. Number two, make sure you establish the difference between hot chocolate and fire. Very important. Very confusing <laughs> things, because they're very similar, but, you yeah. know, you've got to master it. I've drunk fire multiple times. Yeah, it's, it's, I do that in the winter a lot. I'm like, ah, uh-huh. oh, I thought I was drinking hot chocolate, but no, just pure fire. <laughs> <laughs> just the concept of fire. Number three, um, make sure you be a daredevil and do flips over the fire. Yeah. You have to look cool. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a very important uh, aspect of escaping Shades, the fire. leather jacket black motorcycle helmet oh uh, yeah get the whipped cream give it to the children <laughs> nice yeah 
And then number four, make sure you burn down some forests with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it really likes that. Yeah, it does. You have to be nice to everyone, so, you know, it'd be nice to fire. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Our next segment is irregular idioms. Louis must have to identify the correct idiom from three possible meanings, two of which I have made up. Okay. Think you know your idioms? No. Since last time? I have not. I have not revised them, but I will try. Okay, well, let's let's see how well you know them. First, we have a Norwegian idiom. Is the idiom to swallow some camels, to crunch some lizards, or to nibble on the lion? I'm not thinking any of those in Norway, like any of those animals. Okay, yeah. Maybe lizards, actually. Mm -hmm. But lions, I haven't actually seen any lions in Norway (laughs) as of recent. And camels? uh, Yeah, probably not. Shall we start with swallow some camels? Okay. Maybe it could mean, like, I don't know, maybe it has, like, a beer belly thing. Because it's like, you swallow the camel, and then you are now... The camel's inside you, right? Yeah. So, so like, the hump is now in your belly. (laughs) Then you have a beer belly. Oh, okay. Yep. Or maybe pregnant. Yeah, or pregnant. If you're pregnant, you swallowed You swallowed a camel. Camels also, they have water in them. Yeah. Could that link? Um, it could be, like, if you're really thirsty. Mm -hmm. So... You resort to, like, the most extreme things. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you really need something to... You resort to an extreme thing. Yeah. Okay. So, if you're thirsty, you have to eat a camel <laughs> to get water. Nice. What about to crunch some lizards? Um, I think that's the most likely yeah. of the three. Just because I think if any of those are going to be in Norway, it would be lizards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it would seem the most normal. Um, okay. And I think people eat lizards. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe it's like, because I see it as weird. I don't know if that's a common thing in Norway that they eat lizards. Maybe it's like foreign foods. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what would to crunch some lizards mean? Uh, he's eating foreign food and I'm uncomfortable because I don't know why he's <laughs> eating lizards. And nibble on a lion. Um, maybe it's like like a big organization. It's a lion, right? And you're yeah, like okay. a little organization. Mm-hmm. So you're nibbling at them. Yeah, yeah. By being in their area, because you're taking mm-hmm. some of their customers, but they're still lying, so it doesn't matter. So it's like threatening something that is so large, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which one are you going to go for? I'm going with the lion one now, because that's the oh, best okay. one I've... I don't know, I feel like that that seems more realistic, actually. Well, I'm sorry, Louis, because the correct Norwegian idiom was to swallow some camels. Really? What does it mean? It means to stay resilient. Okay, I don't know why, but sure. Maybe it's because camels are really dry, and then if you swallow swallow your pride yeah. to stay resilient. But yeah. pride is a camel. Pride is a camel. Yep. <laughs> that would make sense with li- uh, lions, because if you yeah. swallowed a lion, yeah, that would make more sense. Prides. But uh, no, it's camels now. <laughs> okay, next we have a Swedish idiom. Is it to enter a room carrying a burger? To slide in, <laughs> to slide in on a prawn sandwich, or to introduce yourself with a pudding on your head. Oh wow! Um. Okay. To enter with a burger. To enter the room with a burger. Um. Maybe it's like a first impressions thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Maybe like, like a burger, right? You mm. you wouldn't eat that on like a formal occasion. Yeah. It's like something you you would hide if from like your boss at a job, maybe. So okay, maybe yeah. it's like you enter showing like the informal side of you when you should be doing like a formal side in an interview so maybe if you wore like a t-shirt or something yeah like an informal t-shirt you do not follow the dress code what about to slide in on a prawn sandwich 
Um, I don't even know what a prawn sandwich is. I know it's a sandwich with prawns, but like I've never seen a prawn sandwich, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what could prawn be? Prawn. A prawn. <laughs> uh, this is very far-fetched, but I'm thinking prawn as pawn in like a game of chess, right? But then okay. you slide in with a prawn sandwich, so you just keep on using pawns. <laughs> Because that's how you start a chess game. <laughs> and you keep on sliding them across the board. You okay. just keep on moving the pawns and not your other things. So what might that mean? I don't know, maybe it's like you're using all your you're using the worst things first because you're hiding the best things because you want to use them in the end. Oh okay, yeah. I don't know how to word that properly, but yeah. You're keeping your string in your back pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and next to introduce yourself with a pudding on your head. Um, again it's like the first impression thing maybe. Yeah. Cause it's like maybe it's like a bad haircut you got pudding on your head. <laughs> um yeah, maybe it's like you don't come looking formal. Does yeah. that make sense? When okay. you should do. So which one are you going for? I mean, the second one was very far-fetched and doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, and the first and third are pretty similar, so mm-hmm. I'll just go with the third, because uh, pudding's okay. pretty cool. So you say it's to introduce yourself with a pudding on your... Well, I'm sorry, Louis, because it's the one you've ruled out. Oh, no. To slide in on a prawn sandwich. And it means? To be born rich. To be born with privilege. Okay. You've already got a prawn sandwich. <laughs> You're already sliding in on a prawn sandwich. Most kids slide in on, like, a cheese sandwich. Some just slide in on bread, that's it. But you've got a prawn sandwich. <laughs> exactly. You're doing pretty well. Exactly. Next, we have an Italian idiom. Right. Not all goats have four legs. Some animals are equal. Some more equal than others. <laughs> <laughs> not all donuts come with a hole, or not all sharks grow sharp teeth. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to generalize and do all of them at once, because uh, they're all pretty similar. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're, you're like the weakest link type thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like you slid in on a slice of bread, and it's not even a sandwich. But, you know, it's okay because other people are prawn sandwiches and you just have to accept it. I'm not sure I want to talk to someone who's (laughs) who's slid on in with a piece of bread. Well, maybe they can't afford a whole prawn sandwich. Maybe Mm -hmm. they just afford one slice of bread. I don't accept that. I'm... Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Very against not prawn sandwiches. Right-wing sandwich view. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ban the prawn sandwiches. Oh, wait, no, pro... (laughs) Pro pro prawn sandwich. Prawn sandwich is mandatory. Yes. You must be holding at least eight prawn sandwiches. Otherwise, you may not enter the menu. Mm -hmm. Okay, what might that mean for goats if they don't have all four legs? Um, Maybe it's like you do a bad deal with um, a shepherd, and he's like, "Hey, look at these, look at these goats." Yeah. Tricked you. They have three legs now, and they don't have four legs, and they're disabled goats, and then probably not that beneficial to you. Okay. But you sign the contract, and that's what you get. What does that mean? Life is hard. So it's like, um, you know, if you say something, you got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no matter what comes up, you know? Like, okay. if you if you say you're going to trade five sheep for five three-legged goats, not realizing they were three-legged goats, then you still got to do it, even if you didn't realize they were three-legged goats. <laughs> what about donuts? What does that mean for donuts? Um... They don't have holes in, right? Yeah. Maybe it's like some some donuts aren't even donuts. They're just sandwiches. They're just slices of bread. And there's no hole in it. Or maybe it's like sometimes people don't work enough and they don't bother putting a hole in their donut. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they just leave it as the bread. Okay, so it's some people are lazy? Yeah. 
Okay. What about sharks growing sharp teeth? That's the most appropriate for the generalization thing because mm-hmm. it's like you're weaker than other people. Okay. But yeah. you're probably better at other things, you know? Oh. What's the advantage of a shark with dull teeth? Uh, I think they'd be good at like catching prawns but not harming them <laughs> with their, you know. So really transporting prawns? Yeah. Maybe into the it's sandwiches like, factory. It's like, it's like basking sharks. They just okay. like, but they just swallow all the prawns oh, and yeah. then uh, transport them to the sandwich factory. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously. To be made into prawn sandwiches. Yeah. So which one are we going for? Um, I want to see prawn sandwiches become more of a thing. And I think you do too. So uh, <laughs> let's go with the sharks. We all do. I'm sorry again, Louis, because it's not all donuts have a hole. Damn. What does it mean? It means, yeah, it means things don't always go as you planned. So there we go. Which was your favourite out of those? Um, out of all nine, right? I liked the the crunching of lizards. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> He's I feel a big like, fan of that. I don't know. I don't know. I I want to hear the crunch of a lizard. I'm interested now. <laughs> You've enticed me. So our final game is alternating couplets, a game where we decide which we would rather do out of a rhyming pair. Right. Are you ready for the first rhyming pair? I'm definitely ready. Would you rather? Shave your friend's cat or bathe in pure fat? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with, with shaving my friend's cat. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, or maybe actually, I feel I would I would feel mean to the cat. Mm-hmm. I don't know now. Um, no, yeah, okay, I'll go, I'll go with bathing in fat. Okay. As much as I don't want to do that, I feel mean shaving a cat. Okay, what's the disadvantage of shaving your friend's cat? Because the cat will be cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm harming the cat, and I, f- I would feel bad. What about bathing in pure fat? Maybe the point of cleaning yourself is to clean yourself, and if you do right. it in fat... Um, maybe. It's a new, unheard-of cleaning method. Maybe fat is actually really good for cleaning. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like a negative <laughs> and a negative, right? Oh. It's like something you don't want on you, plus something you don't want on you. So it's like dirt plus fat, maybe it gets rid of both. <laughs> I mean, have you tried it? No, so you can't. You can't say. So. I guess that is true. Yeah. yeah. So, what would the reaction be to bathing in pure fat from like maybe your friends? Do you think they would judge you more if you bathed uh, in pure fat? Well, maybe I'd have to introduce them to it because it gets me very clean. So I don't know. Maybe they'd. Maybe they'd. At first, I think they'd. I think they'd be judgmental. Mm-hmm. But I think once they realised that I didn't shave their cat. And I also gave them a new cleaning method. They'd be they'd be pretty happy. <laughs> okay, our next pair: to swim beneath the crust or to season food with dust. <laughs> um. Okay. What what crust are we talking here? Like crust, the crust of, the, of earth. the earth. Yes. All right. Um. So you're pretty much burning alive. Is what yeah, we're going yeah, with. Yeah, you are. Okay. Maybe it's like because it, the crust. I mean, below the crust is very deep. Yeah. Right. Maybe you have like a deep conversation. And then that's what that means. So would you rather have a deep conversation or what was the other one? Season your food with dust. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm just going to say that these are both like restaurant things. Oh, yeah, okay. Like you're dating someone at a restaurant, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So you can either season your food with dust, as in you're not really paying attention to your food. Oh, okay. And yeah. you're just having like a conversation, right? Yeah. Um, because you know you're seasoning with dust, and you're not really like like if you actually cared about the food, you season it with something you care about, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then you're like, you know, you're interested in the person, yeah. Or like you swim beneath the crust, right? And you're going really deep, and you're yeah, having a yeah. deep conversation. Which would you rather do?
But I'd rather I would rather swim beneath the crust really? than season yeah. my food with dust. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a season my food with dust. Oh yeah, does dust taste nice? I mean, it doesn't taste nice. It's more of just the texture. Oh okay. And I feel like if you're seasoning your food with dust, maybe you, you're so involved with the conversation yeah. that you're not really paying attention to your food. Yeah, no. So you wouldn't even care if it was seasoned with dust. Exactly. Some dating advice <laughs> from me and Louis. <laughs> so remember on dates. Swim beneath the crust and season your food with dust. Yeah. So very which important. one is more important? I would say swimming beneath the crust. Yeah, I'd say that too. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. get personal. What about to talk through a harmonica or to call everyone Veronica? <laughs> Talking through a harmonica would be kinda of cool. I think people can sort of understand you through a harmonica. Yeah. But you're also pleasing them with happy <laughs> happy tunes. But maybe like what if you shout? What if you get angry and you start shouting <laughs> and you're now shouting through a harmonica? Yeah. It would sort of like censor it. Oh, okay. Because it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. even if you're swearing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just nice harmonica sounds, <laughs> so it's fine. It's like child-friendly speaking. Because harmonicas are associated with blues music, yeah. maybe everything sounds sad when you say it through a harmonica. Maybe, maybe everything's really, like, cynical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? To call everyone Veronica. <laughs> um, maybe Veronica's a nice person. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's like... Maybe Veronica's like an insult. Maybe Veronica's not a nice person. <laughs> and if you call everyone Veronica, you're, you're just being really mean to everyone. Yeah. But if you're speaking through a harmonica, then you're censoring yourself. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you can either just tell everyone you hate them, or you can act like you don't hate them. Ooh, which one's better? Acting like you donate them. Oh. Yep. So talk through a harmonica. Yep, and not call anyone Veronica, because that's rude. <laughs> what if one of our listeners is named Veronica? I'm sorry, you can be Veronica. Veronica has two meanings now, right? Okay. You can either be Veronica as a name, or Veronica as in you're acting like a Veronica right now. Yeah. Am I, Louis? No, okay. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say you're acting like a Veronica, because <laughs> I'm speaking through a harmonica. But, you know, if I wasn't speaking through a harmonica, I would say you're acting like a Veronica. <laughs> I love how much that rhymed. I'm just confused at this point. Okay, so are we saying talking through a harmonica is better? Yeah. Okay, great. What about to use a toothpick as a spear or constantly shout what you fear? <laughs> um, maybe if you shout what you fear, you scare it off. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like you see a bear and you're really scared and you're like, bear, and then it runs away. <laughs> it's like, ah, he's shouting at me. It runs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a good opportunity for your enemies to attack you. Like, yeah. So then if you walk down the street and you're saying, like, oh, I'm really scared of biscuits, and then... You, biscuits! And then your enemy, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, then your they just know. throw biscuits at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're pretty much telling them your weakness. Mm-hmm. It's not great. So using a toothpick as a spear. It's like... I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, a further meaning more than, like, a literal meaning. Yeah. Like, maybe it's, like... Like, you're using a toothpick as a spear. Like, you have you have a toothpick mm-hmm. as your spear, but you're, you're saying you have, a, you're saying you have a, like, a full-on spear, and, like, you're, you're scaring people away, but you actually just have a toothpick. Oh, okay. Yeah. They've got to, like, call your bluff to understand you have a toothpick and not a spear. <laughs> but, you know. So, one is you attacking people. The other one is people attacking you with biscuits. Yes. Which is better, a toothpick to use as a weapon or biscuit as a weapon? Um... I mean, I don't want to hurt people, so I'm going to go with biscuits. And they also taste nice. Mm-hmm. I thought you could say, I don't want to hurt people, so I'm going to go with toothpick. I mean, toothpicks are kind of spiky, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like there's a more of an emotional uh, distress when you throw biscuits at people. Who don't like biscuits? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I don't understand who wouldn't like biscuits. They taste nice. And then maybe if you get a toothpick thrown at you, you might throw it at the right angle so it cleans your teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, now you're, now you're changing my mind. Maybe <laughs> I'll go with the toothpick. Which one is worse, using a toothpick as a spear or constantly shouting your fear? Constantly shouting your fear is worse. Okay, yeah. Cleaning people's teeth and also not hurting them is probably better. <laughs> and our final alternating couplet, to have shoes made from concrete or to sell hot chocolate in extreme heat. <laughs> okay. Um, First off, we don't know if the hot chocolate is fire. No, we don't. It could just be extreme heat because it is fire. <laughs> and now you're just selling fire in some more fire. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way to put out fire. Maybe you put the fire on fire. Fight fire with fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, can fire be set on fire? Is water wet if you put more water on it? <laughs> is fire flammable? Is fire flammable? Mm. If you put fire on fire, would you say the fire's burning? And if you put water on water, would you say the water's now wet? These are good questions, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe maybe it's like you just want to set a fire on fire. Okay, so selling hot chocolate in extreme heat. Is actually code for setting fire on fire. Setting fire on fire. Yeah. What about the business side of that, if it was literal? It's like selling things that are the antithesis of what's actually needed. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you need like a, a cold chocolate, if that's a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. Ice cold chocolate. Yeah. yeah. You need an ice chocolate, not a hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. But you're selling hot chocolates. So maybe it's making the wrong business decision. Yeah, making the wrong business ventures. Like investing mm-hmm. in bread and not um, shrimp sandwiches, <laughs> prawn sandwiches. What about having shoes made from concrete? It's a fashion statement, I'll give you that, but it's also very heavy. How would you move? Maybe you get a chair made of uh, (laughs) stick insects and they move you along because it's going to be hard to walk. Weapon-wise, could you use that? You probably could, but it would be very slow. I Uh feel like people would be able to dodge it. So what's better, toothpick, biscuit, or concrete? I think biscuits are the ultimate weapon because you're using them against people who hate biscuits. Yeah, okay. And then just run away. So really what we're saying is learn about people's fear. Yeah. Then use that against them. Yes. We're being very mean right now, but you know, <laughs> you've got to do it. So having shoes made from concrete, you said it was a fashion statement. Yes. That's good or bad? Well, I think if you're if you're wearing concrete mm-hmm. on your shoes, you're not going to be able to walk. So you're like a statue. Oh, yeah. So like you're trying to like show yourself off. But it's also a fashion statement because you're wearing concrete on your feet. <laughs> so would a person that slid in on a prawn sandwich wear concrete on their feet? I think they would. I think people who slide in on just a piece of bread mm-hmm. would go more for, like, the necessities rather than trying to make a, f- oh, a fashion right. statement, you know? Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's so fashionable that it's kind of obsolete. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's deep. It's very deep. We're swimming beneath the crest. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so me and Louis are going to go slide off on prawn sandwiches now, but we'll join you in the next episode of... Spicy Times. <laughs>